Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Hey, what's going on? It's Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. It's Friday. Woohoo! Fire up the fireworks. Let go of the confetti. Toss the rice. It's that day you've all been waiting for. The weekend is here. So what's going on, man? How was your week? Everything good? You have some spicy food? You eat some spices? You been eating your veggies? How about your alcohol intake? You keeping it to a minimum? Are you microdosing anything? Are you macrodosing anything? Hopefully not. Anywho, I came across a dude who microdoses shrooms. And he's like, oh yeah, I got it down to a science. I'm like, all right. And as he's talking to me, his eyes are like sparkling. It's like he's got like 15 pupils. I'm just like, dude, I don't think that's science. It's something, but science is not what it is. Anyway, felt kind of weird giving his keys to his car. And guess what? Yeah, he drove it into a pole. But he's got it down to a science. All right, bud. So I gave him a frequent flyer card. I go, you get 10 accidents, your 11's free. Just let me punch this number one for you. So, anyway, got that idea from Subway. Um, so yeah, everything's good, man. We've had, we've been busy. We're painting. We're doing dents. We got PPF customers coming in. Life is grand. Life is grand. It's all good, man. Um, all right. So today, today I think you're gonna like it. I hope you like them all, but let's face it, that's not reality. Where is it? Maybe it is. We're going to start off with a PDR tech tip. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we talk mostly about marketing, but every now and then I'll throw a little bone out there. Hey, how to do this, how to do that. Um, I'm going to say two things first. We're going to, we're going to do a double-headed, two-headed snake here. Number one, we're going to talk about what a planishing hammer is. If you guys aren't from the auto body realm, like I originally wasn't, there's a tool to flatten metal called a planishing hammer. It's basically an air-powered pneumatic hammer dolly. And the reason this thing works is, number one, you're typically not doing anything with paint. But number two, it's working the metal from both sides simultaneously. So, which is kind of important. So let's say you were to do PDR the same way, where you held the metal on the back or on the front and push in the back, right? Vicey, versy, versy, vicey. Would that be better than just pushing or tapping without supporting from the other side? Yes. It's a resounding H yes, hell yes. Because what we do is we're actually wasting energy. We're not stabilizing the metal. And if you asked anybody what would happen, any body man, what would happen if he would just hammer or use a dolly but not both, it's not as effective. So prediction, okay, mark my words, put a little freaking bookmark in your, in your book of PDR future. Brian said that the PDR industry is going to evolve to where we're going to stabilize metal more so the dents come out cleaner, faster, better, and mimic what body techs have known for decades. Okay, that's number one. Number two, an actionable PDR tech tip, not just one that you you know, ambiguously my ability to utilize, but specifically how to push metal on freshly painted dents. 
And by freshly painted, I'm saying within 24 hours or 15 minutes ago. So 15 minutes ago, you're not tapping down. So A, do not make any high spots. And if you can wait at least 24 hours and they catalyze the clear to decent amount, then you could probably use a rubber tap down. I have a, like, it looks like a little door stopper. It's from Ultradent. It actually works pretty good for average high spots in freshly, fresh 24 hour painting where I'm not making marks. Okay, you cannot use a VIP. You cannot use something sharp. You will mark the paint. Okay, your best bet is just not to make any highs. Unless, of course, the dent already had a crown in it. Then go back to rule number one. One thing I will caution you all about is do not, do not, not, not use a suction cup light. The suction cup on a freshly painted panel within a few days will pull a hard ring because the clear hasn't fully cured and set in and it's going to gather up that, that clear in a circle and you're going to have a hell of a time getting rid of it. Now what about filler or bondo? Okay. If you've got plastic in the panel and you're going to push on it, it's usually okay as long as they didn't over catalyze it or use too much hardener. But also you can only push so hard. Soft lows and soft dents, yeah. Body line, panel edge, you're asking for trouble. I had a sharp low that was painted over on a Mercedes Sprinter van, bottom of the door, and it was 24 hours since it had been painted. And I went to go push, and about the 10th or 15th push, I got a hairline crack. And that was not the paint cracking, that was the filler. Luckily, it was low on the car, and we were still good to go, if you get what I'm saying. But that's a risk that you take when you push filler, just FYI. So if you have an idea that somebody's been repainted and there's filler in it, uh, 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 be careful. All right, so enough of that tech tip. Hold on a second, is this working? Yeah, it is working, okay, good. Had to double check, guys. Sorry about that, technical difficulties. All right, so moving on. Imagine, and no, not the song from uh, John Lennon. Imagine if all your friends and family were like mini versions of Thomas Edison's or Elon Muscules, or just in general business thought leaders who didn't have walls or boxed in limitations in their thinking. These people, they play by different rules. They think of life in different parameters, different ways, and they approach life often without fear or feeling unencumbered or feeling encumbered. They truly believe there's no ceiling right? There's no walls to their growth, you know, of their wealth and their happiness. It's limitless. Okay. It's basically just time, space, just open, endless. And it's this kind of limitless thinking guys that in and of itself is kind of priceless because most of it have been taught either directly or indirectly through experience. Our brain naturally adapts to think that, oh man, that's a limit. You know, you can't, that dent can only get so far because most of the dents you've done are that way. That car will only go so fast because that car normally only goes this way. But all of a sudden you realize that, oh man, I made that dent better. Oh man, my car went faster because I was going downhill or I had a tailwind. There are exceptions, right? I mean, 
almost endless. If you think about it, there's just so many things you can do, right? And the same goes for business. So you, well, I shouldn't say you need, I need and have tried to play little exercises and games that will allow my mind to expand past what I originally perceived to be a limit or a false set of beliefs, a rule that is just my limited thinking, my little pea brain, you know, Brian. And that's, that's done me pretty well because whenever I can kind of pull back the freaking blinders on the pony of a business running down the racetrack, all of a sudden new ideas start to kind of sprout up or I don't feel like I'm held back. You know, it's like, why am I, sometimes you'll, you'll question yourself or I'll question myself when I'm working and I'm like, why am I doing this? Cause it's, it's not going to yield. There's not going to be a yield here or a benefit. And that's not, that's bullshit. Of course there can be and will be, or, or there could be, you know, will or can, I mean, are two different things, you know, optimism, realism, isms, but it's just being able to imagine like I said at the beginning, that more can be had. 5,000 a day. Okay, this is an exercise in expanding our thoughts. Okay. Now, 5,000 a day in the PDR world, it's not unfathomable. A lot of people have done it. Some people have done three or four times that. How many people... Let's even go go a different mathematical route. How, what percentage of PDR techs you think do five thousand dollars a day or more? What's the percentage? Ten percent? Five? I bet you somewhere in the five to ten percent who average five thousand a day. Now, if you throw a hail in, you know whatever percentage of all PDR techs are hail techs. I think a lot of them do 5000 a day. They should be. Now, if they work for a broker, they're not going to probably be doing that. But if they run their own retail shop, of course. But aside from hail, if we were just to simply take some tweezers and pull the hail away from this equation and just said all PDR non-hail related business, how can you generate on average... That means some days you're doing more and some days you're doing a little less. How can you do that? And when? Or why? The why is easy. Why? Because we want it. How? Hail is easy. Okay? Either go to where the hail is or chase. Done deal. Next. Retail. Retail probably be the easiest if you're willing to do it and when I'm talking about retail, I'm talking about retail hail. Some people don't want to do it though, do they? I was just thinking about this. Some people don't want to do retail hail. You have to like people. You have to be able to deal with people. You have to ha be able to do customer service and price. And some people want someone else to sell for them. And they want to just kind of tune out. Throw their ear pods in. So throw some headphones on. Listen to an ebook online stories, podcasts, and that's fine. We all have one life, guys, and we need to be comfortable and happy, don't we? It's important. 5,000 a day, though. Is it possible? Yes, it is possible. I would even go as far as say it's probable if you plan for it. 
And I don't think I'm some crazy, crazy ass thinker. I just don't. So, five to 10,000 a day, inhale, no problem. Eight to 10 hours daily. But that's work, right? Now, let's spin this a little different way. Let's go smorgasbord. What if you had three hail cars a day? Is that possible? 15 a week? 60 a month? Yeah, if you're a good marketer and you, you've got a good hail event there, of course it is. Okay? Now, what if you only went in nine to three? You came into work at 9 a.m. and left at 3 p.m. That's a six-hour day. That's pretty chill. And you made 50% off of each car and paid a manager to manage the customers and the techs. Your job is simply to manage the manager and check out the machine and may, you know, maybe go in three to four days a week. If you're doing $15,000 gross, 50% of that is $7,500. This is per day, guys. And then you pay your manager. Okay, you're, you're doing over $5,000 a day. And you're working part-time. Pretty chillaxing, isn't it? But you have to have volume hail. And that's not something that's going to be always around year after year, you know, week after week, month, blah, blah, blah. So I don't like to use hail as, a, as an example. Okay, now number two. PDR in and of itself, doing door dings as a solo, soloist, probably will not get you to $5,000 a day continuously, or consistently for that matter. I mean, you could have some days where you did five grand. Man, I killed it. I had two, two big smashes today, and they were, one was 28, one was 22. I hit five, five girl. Woohoo! But you'd be lucky to eclipse $2,500 a day with doing smashes, no matter who you are. But yeah, you might have a $3,000 job or a $4,000 job here and there, but we're just not at that level. The industry doesn't recognize us for doing what we can do. Insurance isn't going to pay us that money. So what does that mean? What's the fix? How can you solve for this problem? It's a thought, it's a thought problem, right? Here we go. We're trying to solve for $5,000 a day. What's the equation? What are the variables? Time and effort. So number one, what's something you could do with that time? You can, have, you can scale text and number of jobs, like we just talked about. But that's a lot, because if they're already getting paid, that means you're doing over $5,000 a day gross. You're probably eight to $10,000 a day. That's a lot. 300 grand a month in PDR, or $200,000 for a 20 day work month. 200 grand, you are in a fantastic area. Number two, scale the services that you offer. This one might be a little bit easier. And it wouldn't be a bad idea to have more techs. So I would say A and B, one and two, right? So start with number one, scaling techs and number of jobs. Let's say we had three techs and they're grossing $1,000 a day. That's $1,500 for you at 50%. Add 1,000 to maybe you could do that day and you're at $2,500. 2500 a day. We're not there yet, are we? Now, with that and you add in, we're scaling services here, you add three to four ceramics, maybe a PPF, or one wrap color change, and guess what? You're there. You're there in spades and plus. 
or you just have one other tech and you both net $1,000 a day and then you do tent, PPF, and wrap. And that gets you also well over 5K a day. You see that you see what I'm saying here. Diversified services, guys, are probably the easiest way to build wealth in PDR usually. So it's not just PDR. And I'm not saying you can't make 5,000 a day. I've done it. I've done it at the auctions. I've done it with rental cars. Ask me if I can do it every day, each and every day, all year long. It's pretty damn rare. There's only so many accounts out there that have that kind of volume of work. And they're usually gobbled up by the, the big players, the, the dent wizards and what have you. I mean, we had them for a while, but as most things in life happen, things change. Clients go away. Companies get absorbed, you know, dissolved, whatever. Brian Shutt did this in Maryland, RPS. And he's dramatically improved his revenue. You should check him out. He's got a nice little podcast with Manny. Manny's PDR. And and they, he's definitely improved his revenue because he diversified his services. He figured out this, this equation. He solved for how can I make more money per day, per week, per any unit of time, right? And it, you know the funny thing is, and I've even felt this way, some PDR techs feel like they're turning their back on the industry when they add services, like they're being disloyal. Isn't that funny? It's like we owe PDR something. You know, she was so good to me, I can't betray her. I can only do dents. How dare I do PPF or paint touch-up or bumpers or something? So funny. So here's a question. What happens when across town, PDR company, the ABC PDR company starts diversifying their services like we just talked about and starts taking some of your wholesale accounts and then eventually some of your retail accounts, retail customers? First movers guy, guys inherently get an advantage, don't they? And then they make it much harder for the second comers. So what does that mean? It means get off your ass and, and move if, if this is one of your goals. If you want to, you know, hey, you know, I, I can't survive on $800 a day or $600, wherever you're at. You know, I want to make more money. Well, I'm giving you the blueprint like I always do. And, you know, don't, don't get stuck on the scale services. There are many other industry-related services that can easily get you to $5,000 a day without a sweat. You know, don't get stuck on those ones I mentioned. There's others that are related and not. I'm not going to go through the whole list. I just wanted to kind of prime the machine so you kind of saw what could happen. So, and by the way, though, if you're getting 5000 a day, that's a million dollar a year business. And if you throw in the building, then you probably have a three to $10 million business that you could sell. But like I mentioned earlier, you better be in an area, actually not this podcast, I mentioned one of the earlier podcasts, that be in an area where you can afford to buy the building. Good luck in SoCal, guys. It's nuts. All right, one last thing. I got one little little tidbit that can help you easily get an extra 20% more business, more profits. And you can start as early as tomorrow. It's not a scam. It's not a multi-level marketing gimmick. It's not chicanery. It's not voodoo. 
I don't even know if it's, yeah, I guess it's science to some extent. I was watching this lady on a podcast um, and she's kind of like this motivational speaker and in her business, she just got acquired for like a hundred million or something. So she's, she's pretty stoked, <clears throat> but she talked about how she did it. And, and I've seen multiple iterations of the same idea, same strategy play out. And it seems to work really well for women, but I think it can work well for men too. But you got to do this, guys, in the right context, in the right tone, in the right everything. And what it is, it's simple. And hear me out. Because you may want to tune out when I give you the word. But if you believe in me and believe what I say that something works, you'll, you'll give me a moment. Energy. All right. So, if you don't act and conduct yourself in the same pace and cadence and tone and energy level as the average business, you want up the average business. And the way I look at it is, I don't just compete against other body shops or PDR shops. I compete against other business in general. You know what that means? What, that, what I'm trying to say is, I want people to come in and see me and say, wow, this fucker, this mofo Bojangles is working at a whole different level than the auto parts store, the restaurant I just went to, the clothing store, Nordstrom, whatever. This guy has got more energy and more class and more customer service ability than I'm I'm used to. I want to I want to shock the norm the normalcy, right? The norm. So energy. People buy from people we gravitate to. Those those people who interest interest us and they're positive, right? Positive minded. If you guys, if you just try just try, just one customer, but that's a, that's a pretty small, you know, customer segment to test on. But if you display a slight level of extraordinary energy with your clientele, and really if you give it like one to two weeks, report back to me what happens. I shit you not, guys. It's amazing. And I'm not talking salesy bullshit. Hey, how's it going, man? Not like that at all. That's fucking stupid. I'm talking about being positive, upbeat, raise your tone, a little bit more vocality, volume, and see what happens. People will naturally be attracted to you. And I'm not talking more plates, more dates. I'm not saying you're going to, you know, get out there and, you know, and, you know, I'm canceling my Tinder, man. I can't believe this. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about more tips, more cars for more customers, more business overall, more money. Guys, it, it's crazy. This is a, it's a little secret few people share, but it freaking works. And the funny thing is a lot of people that use this to be successful, once they get there, they kind of back down the volume. So you don't really see unless you were following along during their journey. Yeah, most people don't recognize it's even happening. It's like a freaking voodoo Jedi mind trick. But find your place where you can elevate and watch. I'm talking 20%. Nothing scary. Don't be weird. Just a little more energy, a little more enthusiasm, a little more positivity. Everybody, do it for one week. 
preferably two. Watch what happens. You will you will get paid more. You will get more business. You'll get more referrals. It is nuts. It, and I can't explain it. And I don't know why. It's almost like it's almost like supercharging, like like a like a magnet. I see people online doing this. I'm like, wait a minute. She's got a little bit of extra enthusiasm, but there's something about her that's kind of attractive. And I don't mean I want to tag her attractive. I mean just I'm watching her and I want to watch more of her. It works. It works, and it's real simple. It's just freaking energy. Find your personality where you can exude a little more energetic and watch what happens. It's crazy. All right, guys, that's it. That's it. Friday. Go out and kick some ass. Tear some assholes this weekend, man. Have some beef. Have a turkey leg. Just walk around in the mall eating a turkey leg. Have a turkey leg in bed next to the wife on Sunday morning. See what she says. Maybe not. But it's a visual, isn't it? Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I love you all, man. I appreciate the ears. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you catch your pods. Please spread the word. The more eyeballs and more ears we get on the pod, the more we can do back for you guys, man. It allows us just more and more and more. So I appreciate you guys very, very much. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Good food. Get around loved ones, family, friends. If you got to make some money, go make a few extra bucks. If you made enough money and want to chill, chillax, man. Try the energy. Try the human mental energy drink. See what happens, guys. That's nuts. All right, man. Love you all. We'll catch you soon. Take care. I'm out. Bye-bye for now. But there was a clip in this the grill in the bumper, and it was popped out. And they said, "Oh, you know, did you just have the bumper painted?" She's like, "Yes." She's, they're like, "This is very unprofessional work." Mind you, these are the people I buy parts from, and they but they have a body shop. So guess what? They're trying to motherfuck me. So she comes back to me. She says, "You know, I'm really disappointed in you with the seatbelt shenanigans, and now the the dealership says you did shoddy work." I said. Let me pull it around back. It's going to take me T minus 10 seconds to pop that grill back in. And then I looked at the bottom of the bumper and I saw that it had already been scratched and it had been bumped. And that's why the grill 
pop part of the clips popped out. The freaking all the parts are 14 years old. The car is bottomed out on every driveway in Orange County for over 100,000 miles or whatever it is. But the dealership said that I'm unprofessional. So I looked up the dealership's rating, and I think it was like a 2.8 or a 2.9. So I told her that, first off. Second of all, I said, you know what? If they were really concerned about you, Padma, why didn't they tell you that your battery terminals are corroded over and you're ready to break down on the side of the road with your whole family in this wonderful XD? They didn't mention that, did they? Oh, no, they didn't. And I took care of that for her. And then she realized, you know, maybe I shouldn't take everybody's word as freaking fact. So what's the lesson here? And it's a long lesson. Don't take cheap Scion XDs in. Oh my God. Price begets happy customers. I If I've charged her the, the price I should have charged, which was probably $22 to $2,500, I wouldn't have got her as a client. And that's just fine. But the next time I get a customer that needs that kind of repair and I charge the right money, they're going to be happy by default. That's the lesson. And I wish I had learned it before. All right, number nine, working harder in my early 20s, 12 to 16 hour days. I should have done that. I did get my degree, but I could have been building specific skills. You know, an apprentice for a large business, you know, learn the business in the front lines. I mean, no regrets. I mean, I got my four-year degree in six years, doing, working part, in, I mean, doing it part-time, working full-time. Um, but, I, you know, a lot more skills could have been acquired earlier on. That's a regret of mine, guys. And then the last thing, number 10, uh, not buying real estate into my until my, I would say, mid-30s. I think I was like 33 or 34 when we finally bought real estate with the wife. <clears throat> Big mistake. Big mistake. Because if I would have had real estate, let's say, 10 years earlier, oh, my God. It's not even, it's not even fair. It's not even funny. Whole different setup. Whole different setup. So, anyway.